many of the world's favorite artists, sports stars, and religious leaders have been grooming young children. And while the mainstream media has broadcasted the likes of R. Kelly, Jeffrey Epstein, and Ghislaine Maxwell, many more have swept their pasts under the rug and continue in the limelight as their skeleton-filled closet has remained closed to much of the public. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at a number of different artists and sports stars and even some of the very famous socialites that have been caught grooming young children. Many of these stories have simply not been told much in the mainstream public. And so they've been kind of kept under a rug while many people sit at concerts cheering on artists and even sports stars who have committed heinous and disgusting acts towards young girls. And so we're looking today specifically at this idea of what is called grooming. And we have an entire series that I want to encourage you guys to check out. It is called Satan's Sex Scheme. And it's regarding not only pornography, but in the mainstream, but also privately. But then also one of the things that we talk about is pornography's connection to sex trafficking. And honestly, how much has already changed since we've done that series in light of this new form of pornography where people are owning their own, almost like an Instagram page for private pornography that people are paying money so they can have private pornography sent to them, specialized for them. And this is called OnlyFans. And one specific person whose father has come out and actually claimed that his daughter was groomed for this is none other than the girl known as Bad Baby or Danielle Brigoli, also known as the Cash Me Outside Girl, who was shot to fame in an episode of Dr. Phil in 2016 when she was 13 years old after being brought on the show by her mom, Barbara Ann, who was struggling to keep the unruly teen under control. Now, Bad Baby, as she went by as a rapper, did get a lot of fame, specifically in the meme culture that we live in, as her statements on the show as a 13-year-old girl trying to be a gangster went, I guess, viral with a lot of people who actually were laughing at some of the ways that she decided to communicate on that show. But what we're talking about today is no laughing matter because her father has actually come out and expressed the fact that he believes that she was actually groomed. And this is from an article from The Sun. It said, Bad Baby's content is private only to subscribers, but her homepage tries to lure in new customers with phrases such as, who want more topless and about to take it all off. Now, her estranged dad, Ira, says he believes his daughter was groomed by those around her after she shot to fame as a viral star. He said, quote, was she groomed? Absolutely. With the way she dressed, the way she acted, everything was sex-related and encouraged by people around her. Who in their right mind thinks, 
Ah, she's just turned 18, so now it's time to make money on OnlyFans. You don't think of that in a few days. There must have been some preparation when she was under 18. It's not normal to pay to see a barely legal girl explicitly. Sadly enough, it actually has become quite normal because our society is so sick and unrepentant of their wicked sin. Nonetheless, the sad thing is they treat her like a product. Everyone around her just wants her to make money. She doesn't rap anymore. She doesn't sing. She doesn't go on tour. She sits in her house. She does her OnlyFans. I don't know how many hours a day they are telling her to do it, but to make that kind of money, it must be time-consuming. I know there's a leaked video of her with a bunch of girls doing sexual things. It was planned. You don't just come up with an idea like that and all of a sudden generate the amount of money. And that amount of money, you have to prepare. It is pre-planned. And one specific artist actually came out and made this short video regarding it. And I would have to say, Tina Torres here might be onto something. Bad Baby making 50-something million right after she got on OnlyFans as soon as she turned 18 lets me know that there's a lot more pedophiles in the world than we even realize. And when we think about all the money that has been thrown towards her, whether it's actually 50 million or not, her dad seems to not believe in those figures, the truth is, is that this grooming has been taking place with this young girl. But really, this is just an example of the grooming that has been taking in place as a society. That OnlyFans is a very popular site now. In fact, there is a guy by the name of Daniel Mack who goes up to people with very expensive cars and asks them, what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? And more recently, the people that he's been coming up upon, and most people believe that these girls are actually paying him to do it and that it's really phony, are people from OnlyFans who he asks young girls, Oh, how did you get this nice $100,000 car? Only for them to then say, oh, I got it through my OnlyFans page and then use that as an advertisement for their personal pornography. And guys, this is something that is happening all over the place. And social media has now become the groomers of our society for young girls to be pushed in the direction of these personalized pornography pages. And so many people think it's just OnlyFans. Guys, this is Twitter and Instagram as well. These are young girls selling their bodies in order to make a profit and sick men who are right there holding their phones in front of their faces, probably with family around them as they continue to look and lust and commit that sin of adultery against God over and over again. And guys, we need to look out for this. Jesus was very clear in Matthew chapter 5 that if this is something that is going to send you to hell, it'd be better to cut off your hand, to pluck out your eye, than for your whole body to go to hell because you want to continue to commit adultery with your eyes. Guys, this is wicked. And you are giving them a market for this. If you are paying into this, if you are watching these things, You are helping to further, whether it's OnlyFans or Instagram pages or whatever it may be, these young girls to continue down this road of whoredom, and it is heartbreaking. We see this going on, and when we see such cases, and it's really interesting, 
We see cases over and over again in the limelight, things like R. Kelly and Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. These are things that have been going on. And what so many people don't understand is that it's not just one person that's being groomed. It's not just, hey, these this young girl was groomed and now people are watching it. But guys, this has been going on under the surface and in secret for a long time. And the R. Kelly and Ghislaine Maxwell convictions are two convictions that we see are very, very serious. But what I want you guys to hear is this clip of a young girl who was sex trafficked. This woman actually goes through how she was lured as a young girl by someone who was just faking like he cared. So somebody isn't just pointing out somebody in a crowd and being like, I'm going to traffic this person. It is thought out. And that's what that luring process is for. So in this luring process, your trafficker is going to begin to assess your vulnerabilities. He's looking for somebody who's vulnerable. He's looking for somebody who has both individual risk factors and societal and systemic risk factors. He is going to begin to test the waters to figure out these vulnerabilities. He's going to put feelers out. He's going to see if you're going to be, um, if he, he can, if you will be able to buy what he's selling. He does this by asking you a million questions. And it does not feel like you're being interrogated and it does not feel like you're being interviewed. It feels incredibly, incredibly special. That for once somebody's taken time out of their life and asked you about yours. For once somebody stopped and noticed you were struggling and asked you about it. He's going to ask you about your life. He's going to ask you about your family, your friends. He's going to ask you about your hopes and dreams for the future, the struggles you've been through. And he's going to listen to everything. And what he's doing in this moment is he's gathering information that he's later going to use against you. But in that moment, it feels incredibly good. So you're going to tell them anything and everything. Now, as you listen to that, and before we see some of the things that R. Kelly and Ghislaine Maxwell were convicted of, I want you to remember back, we were just talking about the artist known as Bad Baby, interesting name in considering what we're talking about, and thinking about this grooming process, and also recognize that she has an estranged father. Also recognize that this woman who was just talking did not feel the love that she was supposed to have from her father, and so she got it somewhere else. Bad Baby, supposedly, I guess when she's going on Dr. Phil talking about getting in fights and doing all these things and living for the streets while her mom doesn't know what to do, that she has to take her onto a TV show in order to get some sort of guidance from Dr. Phil. And this is what's going on with an absentee father, with someone that is with a situation that is against God's design, a situation that needs to be remedied. And here's the thing, for us in the body of Christ, what should we do? For those who want pure and undefiled religion, we need to take care of the orphans and the widows. For those who want that, who want to have true, a biblical understanding of Christianity is for us to come alongside, for the local church communities to reach out to those in need, to share the gospel. And also, it's not just simply saying, I want to pray for you and you need some help, but actually coming alongside and said, how can we help? We share the gospel. 
but we also come and help to provide for those around us so that they are not feeling this void and filling it and being lured by people like R. Kelly, by people like Ghislaine Maxwell, by people like the very sex trafficker, and these are celebrities, but how about that young girl who was lured that you just watched her testimony of how she was lured by this fake love, by these questions that she's not not asked, by the parents that she has right in front of her, that they don't take the time to invest in their life. We as believers, as it says in Deuteronomy 6, that we are supposed to take the commands that we get from God, the fact that he is the one God, and share these things with our children as we walk by the way, no matter what we're doing in life, that we are living epistles to our children written on their hearts so they would know and see the love. And as a father, I want to make sure that the love of the father that I have in heaven, that my parent, that my children can start to see that through me, that I can be a representation of Jesus Christ to my family and to show them love, that my daughters and my sons would see that love, and also that the world, the lost world, would see the love I have for my children, that those who come to the church, maybe it's your local body, your place where you fellowship, that they would see the love that you have for them as well so that they don't try to fill that void somewhere else that it shall never be filled, and that we can point them back into the direction of Jesus Christ, that we could point them back to the love that the Father has for them. And the plan that God shows us in his word, the sanctification process that happens in their life, the joy that comes into them that will never leave. Happiness is fleeting. People get happy when their sports teams win right? But joy is something that comes in to the believer by way of the Holy Spirit, and it never leaves regardless of circumstance. This is what we need to share, and this is the truth, because I don't want people like R. Kelly and Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein or any of these artists that we're going to be talking about coming in and grooming my children. R. Kelly, this just recently took place, in fact, right next to each other, which is very interesting, right around the same time. A jury convicted R. Kelly last September on nine counts, but just recently he was actually sentenced to 30 years in federal prison, including one charge of racketeering and eight counts of the violations of the Mann Act, a sex trafficking law. Prosecutors from the Eastern District of New York accused Kelly of using his status as a celebrity and a, quote, network of people at his disposal to target girls, boys, and young women for his own sexual gratification. The five-week federal trial in Brooklyn included testimony from witnesses who said they were sexually and physically abused by Kelly. The court also heard from people involved with orchestrating the disgraced R&B singer's 1994 marriage to the late singer Aaliyah when she was just 15 years old, and he was an adult after she believed she had gotten pregnant by him. This guy is a groomer, and he was doing this pretty locally to us, and in fact, the only reason that these charges were even brought up against him was because of a documentary that they did on him. It's just incredible. And in fact, the same could be said of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. 
And in fact, Ghislaine Maxwell, and this is right from the justice.gov website. This is what it says, says about the allegations against her and her connections with Jeffrey Epstein. It says, quote, from at least 1994 up to and including in or about 2004, Ghislaine Maxwell assisted, facilitated, and participated in Jeffrey Epstein's abuse of minor girls by, among all other things, helping Epstein to recruit groom, and ultimately abuse victims known to Maxwell and Epstein to be under the age of 18. The victims were as young as 14 years old when they were groomed and abused by Maxwell and Epstein, both of whom knew that their victims were in fact minors. As a part and in furtherance of their scheme to abuse minor victims, Maxwell and Epstein enticed and caused minor victims to travel to Epstein's residences in different states, which Maxwell knew and intended would result in their grooming for and subjection to sexual abuse. U.S. Attorney Damian Williams said, today's sentence holds Ghislaine Maxwell accountable for perpetuating heinous crimes against children. This sentence sends a strong message that no one is above the law and it is never too late for justice. We again express our gratitude to Epstein and Maxwell's victims for their courage in coming forward, in testifying at trial, and in sharing their stories as part of today's sentencing. Now, for so many people, one, I listening to so many people saying that Jeffrey Epstein did not get his justice, uh, the truth is, is that the vengeance is the Lord's and the Lord's will repay. And so we need to not worry about that judgment because ultimately it will come. Ultimately, it will come, especially for those who do not repent, for anyone. And when we see the darkness of sin, the wickedness of it, we need to also remember to point it back to the sin that we ourselves have committed against God and recognize how great of a Savior we have in Jesus Christ. That's first and foremost. But when we see these wicked things taking place, the thing that it should do in our heart is to look at it and say, What can we do to stop that from happening to my child, my friend, my neighbor, my friend in church, whatever it may be? What can we do to make sure that these things don't take place? And while the Michael Jacksons of the world and the R. Kellys and the Ghislaine Maxwell have been, I mean, shown over and over again by the news, the truth is, is whether they're artists, whether they're sports players, or even some religious leaders— This grooming, this pedophilia, it's something that actually is quite mainstream for a lot of these artists. And I want to read through a number of these accounts because maybe you'd be surprised about finding this out about some of your favorite artists. Don Henley from the Eagles. In the 1980s, paramedics were sent to the home of the Eagles, Don Henley. Henley, though, wasn't alone. He was getting high with two naked girls, one who was 16 and the other who was 15. And he was arrested for statutory rape prostitution, and drug abuse. But all he got was a $2,500 fine. Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones started dating Mandy Smith when he was 47 years old and she was 13. Wyman insists that he did nothing wrong because he asked his mother if it was okay. Just disgusting. Iggy Pop. He didn't just sleep with a 13-year-old girl. He wrote songs about it. Quote, I slept with Sable when she was 13. Pop sings in the song Look Away, an ode to one of the infamous baby groupies of the 1970s. Anthony Kiedis, who wrote the song Catholic Schoolgirls, 
says it isn't just a song. It's a love ode to a 14-year-old girl that Anthony Kiedis slept with when he was 23 years old. Kiedis noted in his autobiography that he, quote, wasn't incredibly scared when the girl told him she was 14 and he had sex one more time with the barely pubescent girl. Stephen Tyler of none other than Aerosmith actually had a young groupie that he not only brought her about on tour, but Lori Holcomb's parents, when she was 16 years old, signed over legal guardianship to Steven Tyler so she could go out on tour with him, only for him to impregnate her. And after impregnating her, promising a marriage that never takes place. And then when a fire took place and she hurt her lungs, even though the baby was safe, he convinced her to have an abortion and then only talked to her a few more times until just basically leaving her in the weeds. And if you want to know about Elvis Presley, not only have we recently done an entire video on the subject, but you can just hear the people who walked around with Elvis Presley actually being afraid of going to prison for life, quote unquote, because of how young Priscilla was. I was in the living room when she came in, and uh, I said, Elvis, this is Priscilla, Priscilla, this is Elvis. And I said, I had these visions of all of us just going to prison for life. I, you know, I was scared to death. She wasn't even 14 yet. And also, when we look into the sports realms, Carl Malone, who is the number two all-time sports scorer in the NBA, impregnated a lady by the name of Gloria Bell, who eventually gave birth to NFL player Demetrius Bell. Malone was a basketball college star. And then he met the 13-year-old Gloria Bell, who he ultimately slept with and had a child with. Bell and her family could have pressed charges on Malone as having sex with a minor is illegal. But Gloria didn't want to, since according to her, Malone was a neighborhood kid. Not only that, but the likes of Lawrence Taylor was actually recently caught soliciting a young prostitute. And I mean, guys, this is the list goes on. His son is actually in prison for doing the same thing, sexual assault. Guys, the sins of the father coming back on the children, the example that they set. This is something that happened over and over again. But it doesn't just stop there. Everyone's favorite peaceful Religious leader Gandhi. A lot of people don't realize just how sick Gandhi was. And it wasn't until Joseph uh, Leleveld actually wrote a biography where he detailed some of these things. Because Gandhi actually took a vow of chastity. And a lot of it stemmed from the fact that while he was sleeping with his wife, his father died. And so he took this vow of chastity, and actually told that the people following him could not sleep with their own wives. But, quote, the rules did not, however, apply to him. Sushila Nair, the attractive sister of Gandhi's secretary, also his personal physician, attended Gandhi from from girlhood. She used to sleep and bathe with Gandhi. When challenged, he explained how he ensured decency was not offended. While she is bathing, I keep my eyes tightly shut. I do not know whether she bathes naked or with her underwear on. I can tell from the sound that she uses soap. The provision of such personal services to Gandhi was a much sought after sign of his favor and aroused jealousy among the ashram inmates. As he grew older and following Kasturba's death, 
he was to have more women around him and would oblige women to sleep with him, whom, according to his segregated ashram rules, were forbidden to sleep with their own husbands. Gandhi would have women in his bed engaging in his experiments, which seemed to have been, from reading of his letters, an exercise in striptease or other non-contact sexual activity. Now, with all of that, the most controversial, I believe, of all of religious leaders who liked grooming young girls has to be none other than Muhammad. And this doesn't just simply come from things written well after Muhammad, even though they are, but this account actually comes right from Sahih al-Bukhari, which is an accepted text regarding Muhammad and his life. And guys, this is important because I'm going to read that the words that are supposedly from Aisha, the very woman that is being discussed when it comes to Muhammad and his bride, because she happened to be his bride. And this is from Sahih Abu Ghari, book 58. The prophet engaged me when I was a girl of six years. We went to Medina and stayed at the home of Bani al-Harith, Ben Kazraj, then I got ill and my hair fell down. Later on, my hair grew again and my mother, Umruman, came to me while I was playing in a swing with some of my girlfriends. She called me and I went to her, not knowing what she wanted to do with me. She caught me by the hand and made me stand on the door of the house. I was breathless then and when my breathing became all right, she took some water and rubbed my face and head with it. Then she took me into the house. There in the house... I saw some Ansari women who said, best wishes and Allah's blessing and a good luck. Then she entrusted me to them and they prepared me for the marriage. Unexpectedly, Allah's apostle came to me in the forenoon and my mother handed me over to him. And at that time, I was a girl of nine years of age. And Sahih Muslim, when you hear Sahih, know that this is just about universally accepted amongst Muslims. Aisha, Allah be pleased with her, reported that Allah's apostle, may peace be upon him, married her when she was seven years old and he was taken to his house as a bride when she was nine and her dolls were with her. And when he, the holy prophet, died, she was 18 years old. These are the accepted text regarding Muhammad Guys, these, these people that have been propped up, whether celebrities, sports stars, or even these religious leaders, all of which are wicked in their grooming of young children, all of them shall be judged, shall be judged. And ultimately, what we need to do is not simply just be angry and yell at clouds, all right, with our fists in the air, but say, what can we do to make sure our daughter never becomes an Aisha? What can we make sure, not only the daughters and the sons and the people that are being involved here, that they're not being groomed and taken into this by social media, whether it's OnlyFans or otherwise. And we need to look at this and say, how can we as the body of Christ hinder these things from taking place, that no creep, no weirdo will get involved like this, and that you do not become the very creep that is subscribing and paying on OnlyFans to young girls who have been groomed by society that says this should be accepted. It shall not be accepted. But also, here's the thing. 
I want to encourage anyone listening to this. You can be accepted by Jesus Christ if you repent. You have a change of heart, which leads to a change of action. You repent and you turn from your wicked ways, whether it's you putting photos of yourself or you the one looking at them. Turn from those things. Come to Jesus so that ultimately you won't find your your willingness to do these things. You wouldn't find some void that you're trying to fill by somebody. I guess you would think that because they give you money, it's satisfying some sort of need that you have. Guys, that's not where you find your fulfillment. You find your fulfillment when you are found in Jesus Christ and when he makes your heart his home. I encourage you to turn to him, put your trust in him, turn away from these wicked things because it is not worth it, guys. Cut off your hand, pluck out your eye to make sure you would never get anywhere near hell and that you get to be welcomed into the kingdom of God by Jesus Christ. And one day, hear those beautiful, wonderful words, well done, good and faithful servant. This has been Chad Davidson, and this is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.